0: Hello beautiful people. Welcome to another episode of Living in Paradise. My name is Iman Walji. I am your host and today I want to talk about processing sadness and how to process sadness in a way that is effective and will hopefully make your healing journey a healthy one. I'm going to share the story of how I processed my breakup, but I want to say that you don't have to be going through a breakup to listen to this episode. Um, You know, if you're going through anything in your life that is bringing you some kind of sadness, then you can listen to this and take what resonates. If you are going through a breakup, this will hit a little closer to home for you and hopefully it will give you some solace during these times that I know can be so rough and heart wrenching and heartbreaking. I've been there. All right, and I get how that feels. So I'm here to share my story with you about my healing journey. And I just wanna say that I wanted to make this episode for a couple of reasons. First of all, it is a very real part of my story. Secondly, I'm very proud of the way that I healed from my last relationship. Um, And I'm very proud of myself for the way that I was able to overcome that and, and come out on the other side in such a healthy way and also when i was going through it when it was fresh there was a lot of content out there that really made me feel so much better it made me feel less alone and so that's kind of what i'm trying to emulate through this episode and hopefully this lands in the lap of people who are in the thick of it and will hopefully make you feel better so let's just get right into it the first thing that i want to say and that you need to understand is that you are going to be okay all right You are going to be fine. I promise you from the depths of my soul that you are going to be okay. Listen, look, if I am telling you that you're going to be okay, you can trust that because I have basically been cuffed for like the last nine years of my life. Okay. I was in two very serious relationships um, from the age of 15 to 24. And in between the two, I wasn't single for that long. So this is the longest I've been single. It's been about, eight months now. And those were such transformative years of my life as well. Like the age of 15 to 24, that's kind of when you're like growing into the person that you're going to be and you're finding yourself. And there's so much happening during those years and so much growth happening. And during all of that, I had a boyfriend. And so for my codependent, anxious attachment style, lover girl asked to tell you that you're going to be fine. You can trust me you're going to be fine, okay? Not only are you going to be fine, you are going to be amazing. Once you get to this point on the other side of realizing why that had to happen for you to be the person you are today, you're going to be flourishing, living your best life. And I say that with conviction because I'm living proof of that. And I really went through it. like I lived with my ex and my life changed overnight. I was blindsided and sad and confused. And I was a very codependent. I used to be a very codependent person. Um, Like I said, before him, I was with another guy. And through my journey, I've had to learn how to be emotionally independent. And it hasn't been easy, but I am better than I've ever been in my life. I'm better than I was when I was in that relationship. And I promise you are going to be as well. So just trust me, you're gonna be fine. This is something that I told myself out the gate like as soon as the breakup happened even while it was happening while I was being broken up with I was like I'm gonna be okay like this is happening for a reason I'm gonna be better for this and I kind of just said that to myself it was it was kind of like a mantra like every time even through my tears when I was crying I kept repeating to myself, I'm gonna be better for this, I'm gonna be better for this. And that was just something that I just knew, like deep in my bones, I just knew I was gonna be okay and I was gonna be fine. And I feel like that's a really big part of the reason that I was able to heal in such a positive way because from the jump, I didn't question if I was gonna be okay. If you are not telling yourself that, that's okay, I'm here to remind you that you are gonna be amazing, all right? So don't worry about it, don't worry about a thing, you're gonna be great. I think people were really surprised at how quickly I was healing. So it's not like I was moved on. It was just, I remember like a month, a month and a half after the breakup, um, some of my friends were like, I'm really surprised at the way that you're carrying yourself right now. I'm really surprised at, even my mom said that. She was like, wow, I'm really pleasantly surprised with how everything's going. And don't get me wrong. I wasn't acting like I was okay. I definitely had my fair share of tears and like heartbreak. And it's not like I was fine. I was sad. Um, But I was healing at a quicker rate, I think, than people expected. And honestly, I surprised myself as well. And it's because I wasn't running away from my feelings. So That's the first thing that I just want to say. Do not run away from your shitty feelings. You have to feel them. You cannot let it go if you don't let it in first. So I let myself cry. I let myself feel everything. And I wasn't trying to run away or distract myself from that like deep sadness that I had and that melancholy and that heart-wrenching, freaking gut-wrenching feeling of heartbreak. I just felt it. I allowed, allowed myself to feel it and to really like cry. If you're going to be the person who goes on a bender or if you throw yourself into work or if you're killing yourself at the gym or if you're constantly hanging out with people as a way to escape your feelings, that is a recipe for disaster, okay? Because you're never going to process them And they're always just going to be lurking like in the back of your head or like somewhere deep down, like they're always going to be lurking. And I think some people are able to do this long enough so that they think that they're healed. They seem like they've moved on. But then that's when you find yourself in a situation where you're in another relationship using yet another person as a crutch for your emotional dependency. That's a whole topic for another time. But you need to give yourself that time and space to be alone with your feelings with your thoughts to be able to move on like a healthy person so don't try and run away from them don't distract yourself like 24 7. cry sit alone and cry and that's okay my mom also did say something to me when one day when i was crying um she told me that you need to shed to grow and she was like, don't worry, you're just shedding right now. And that really stuck with me because then every time I had like a, like a meltdown or every time I started crying, all I could think about was I'm shedding, I'm shedding, like I'm shedding to grow. And that was my favorite thing that anyone's ever said to me because it just stuck in my head every single time I got in my feelings. And I let myself cry and I told myself it's okay, I'm shedding because I knew that that meant growth. There's a quote that says, Feelings are like visitors. You have to let them in and then you have to let them go. And that brings me to my next point. Let it go. So this is where you need to find some kind of balance, okay? We don't want to ruminate in our feelings. If you need to cry when you feel the need to cry, when you feel the need to talk about it again, because look, when you're going through a breakup, like you kind of want to talk about it. A million times over it's it's like a way of processing at least for me i was like repeating myself people were hearing the same things because it was how i was processing and so whether you're crying or discussing it or journaling whatever it is you're doing get it out of your system in that moment and then get up dust off and move along with your day and then repeat that repeat that process until one day you're just fine one day you're going to be fine. You're not going to even care to talk about it anymore. You're going to, like, your tear ducts are going to be all dried up. It's That's just what's going to happen because time heals all wounds. But once it's out of your system, move along with your day. So even if you, like, cry for 20 minutes and then you, you let it go and move along and then randomly you feel like cry again, cry again. That's okay. But then just get up and move along. Don't sit there and dwell on it. Don't ruminate in it. Um. And I think there's, a, there's an art to doing that because... Can be a little bit difficult sometimes to get out of that space once you're in it. Um, And that's where the distractions come into play. Okay, so that's when you can find those healthy distractions, listen to some uplifting music, listen to the podcast that makes you feel good, call your friends, hang out with them, um, watch a movie, go to the gym. That's probably the best one. Um, Throw yourself into a hobby. But make sure that you're doing all of these things with moderation and in a healthy way of course because like I said we want to give ourselves the space to feel right one tip this is something that I did I don't know if this would work for everyone but I made playlists that kind of adhered to like my different moods so I had a playlist that was all like hype music hot girl shit you know the vibes and then I had a really like sad girl playlist and I kind of used that for both um like I used it as a way to hype myself and as a way to allow myself to feel sad. So music just amplifies whatever feeling I already have. If I'm sad and I listen to sad music, it'll be exacerbated. If I'm happy and I listen to happy music, I'm going to be like on top of the world. So on the days or in the moments where I was feeling particularly anxious or sad or this deep melancholy, I listened to my sad music and I know some people might think that that's kind of like salting your wounds but I would disagree because I was already sad I just needed to release that energy and so I'd listen to my sad girl playlist and I would just cry and then once I was done crying like literally it would be like 20 minutes maybe I would switch it up and go to my like hot girl playlist and immediately like feel better. It wasn't until I actually let it out that I felt so much better. It literally is an energetic release. So it's not salting your wounds. I know that a lot of the times when I was sad, uh, there were some friends in my life who out of genuine care and love were trying to like not make me feel sad or were being like, let's not talk about this or don't think about it, like be happy. But I was like no 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 like let me be sad because i can't just pretend to be happy i can't just tell myself be happy and be happy i need to release this emotion which means that i need to feel it first so let me feel it let me be in my feelings just be there for me let me cry it out and then it's going to be boosted right back up so the playlist thing really helped me that was just something that i did might help you as well and like i said we want to make sure that our distractions are healthy and moderate but let's talk about unhealthy distractions for a second here. I'm not going to act like I'm a saint, okay? Obviously, especially when you're going through a breakup, you want to sometimes go out, party, drink away your feelings, whatever. And I think trying to suppress that might not help because we're all human sometimes you're thinking about your ex right like what is what are they doing right now it's friday night it's saturday night are they going out are they partying maybe i should do that i couldn't just sit there in my thoughts wondering what was going on i had to just go out myself and get my mind off of it those unhealthy distractions going out partying if you can heal without that even better don't turn to that if you don't need to I think it's important to recognize that it's very easy to fall into an unhealthy pattern if you're drinking and partying all the time. Like you don't want that to turn into a cycle or you don't want to go on a bender. Like really don't go on a bender because that is very unhealthy and you're not going to move on if you do that. So the way that I was able to kind of mitigate this was I told myself, look, Friday to Sunday, I'm allowing myself to do whatever the hell I want. I had friends who lived in the city, so I would like, crash at their place, I'd go out Friday night, come back Sunday, and on the weekend, nothing was off limits, there was no restraints. I was just like, I'm gonna allow myself to just do what I feel like doing. So if I wanna party, I'm gonna party. If I wanna go out, I'm gonna go out. Monday to Friday was very much like feeling everything and turning to those healthy distractions. I was going to the gym, I was doing work, I was setting up my room and calling my friends very healthy distractions. Friday to Sunday, I'm going out and I'm not going to shame myself or I'm not going to feel bad. I'm just going to allow myself to process the way that I want to. There was a lot of balance there. um, And I do suggest that if you do feel the need to go out and party and, you know, turn to these unhealthy habits, try to limit it to the weekend or like once in a while kind of thing don't let it become a cycle because this is a very sensitive time of your life and it's too easy to fall into that trap don't dig yourself a grave i also want to add that when i just allowed myself to go out and party and do whatever i felt like absolute trash the next day like the come down was even harder because i was so sad i was just masking my sadness so Eventually, I stopped going out. Like, eventually, I started thinking for the future version of me. And I was like, if I go out tonight just because of FOMO or whatever, I'm not going to feel good tomorrow. I'm going to be anxious as hell. We've already been through this the last couple of weekends, and I don't want to go through it again. And that's kind of a really good indicator of when I started to realize that I was really healing because I cared about myself more. I cared about my health more. I cared about my mental health more um, and my physical health more than what my ex was doing or what FOMO I was gonna be having from not being in the city anymore. I will say that because I live in the suburbs, it was easier for me to maintain that like Monday to Friday balance, by the way. But yeah, eventually I just stopped caring. I cared just about myself. And that was a really, really good clear indication that I was healing. I wouldn't have come to that conclusion if I didn't just allow myself to do what I wanted on the weekends. Okay, um, another tip that I have for you guys is write a list. And this doesn't have to be during your healing journey. This this is just a really like good tip, I guess, regardless of whatever's going on in your life. I was very inspired during that time to do this, but um, it's a good thing to do anyway. So I would write a list. Well, actually it was it's three different lists. So I separated three different categories, body, mind, soul. And under each category, I have a list of things that I enjoy that contribute to the betterment of that category. So for example, under body, I have gym, going on a walk, um, skincare, hair care, drinking water. Also things like, you know, getting your checkups, like physicals, dental. I mean, that's not really a distraction, but it's just good to do. So make sure you're doing that. Under mind, I have books, podcasts, TED talks, board games. Under soul, soul is my favorite list. Just friends, nature, animals, having a girls night, doing something creative, working on your passion project, something artistic, anything that serves your soul. I really like writing, so that's on my list. And it's on this little whiteboard that I have on my wall and it's very helpful. And during that time it was very helpful because it's just a reminder that I see every single day. I can just pick something from the list or I can pick one from each category and make sure that I do them today just so that I'm taking care of myself. So that's another little tip that I have for you guys. And the last, last thing is make sure that you are spending time with people and things that feel good. So one thing about going through a breakup or really any sort of sad event is that you are hypersensitive during that time. Your energy is very sensitive and this is actually kind of a good thing because you're more in tune with your body and with your emotions and your intuition. So when you hang around people that don't feel good, you feel it a lot more. And when you hang around people who have a very positive, uplifting energy in your life, that is also amplified. So when I was going through my breakup, there were certain people in my life that every time I hung out with them, I felt anxious when I left. And that was an eye-opener to me that maybe I shouldn't be keeping this person in my life, or maybe I just need to take a break from this person because there was a lot of like negative energy and every time I hung out with them, it was so draining. And I know that I was just very hypersensitive, but I kind of used that as a compass for my friendships and relationships as well. And then there were some friends that every time I hung out with, it was a breath of fresh air, it felt good, it felt uplifting, it felt energizing. And even when I was sad, it felt very comfortable. Another like random thing I remember for the longest time, I couldn't even watch like scary movies or anything serious. And I love, like I love scary movies. I love psychological thrillers, but for the longest time, I couldn't watch that because every time I would watch something that was mildly serious, it like immediately made me feel anxious. So that's a very clear indicator of like how sensitive... I was at that time and how sensitive in general you can be so I remember I was always only watching like very happy uplifting things and it's good it made me feel good so use your sensitivity to your benefit okay when I was going through it there was this one content creator her name is Luma Aziz She's a YouTuber and her content really made me feel good. So I'd recommend check her out on YouTube. She does pep talks and stuff. And I would refer back to her videos multiple times. And every time I watched them, I felt so uplifted. I felt so good. So make sure you're just consuming things that feel good for you. Anyway, that's pretty much all I have to share with you guys today. I hope that you found some value in this episode and I hope it made you feel better. Like I said, if you're going through it, trust me, you're going to be fine and Remember, you can never connect the dots looking forward, only looking back. So just take it one day at a time, and one day, I promise, you're going to look back and you're going to be like, holy shit. Thank freaking God.